headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. This hour, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, Baby Steps Millionaires, people who have become millionaires. We want to talk to real millionaires. You see, when I started doing this radio show in 1992, over 30 years ago, I had this idea, and I still do, that if we taught God's and grandma's ways of handling money, live on less than you make, have a written plan, get out of debt and stay out of debt, steadily invest and save, and be outrageously generous. If you do those five things consistently in your life, that over a period of time you would become wealthy. It's a mathematical fact, number one, but number two, it's just the fastest right way to become wealthy. And now here I sit 30-plus years later, and there's lots of you have become millionaires doing this stuff, lots of you. And if you did it following the baby steps, we call you a baby steps millionaire. You do not have to be a baby steps millionaire to be on this show today, but you do need to be a millionaire. And for some of you that are new to this, let me help you with this. A millionaire is an accounting term. It's not a feeling. I don't feel like I have much. It doesn't matter what you feel. Couldn't care less about your feelings. This is not a feelings show. That's John's show. <laughs> uh it is, uh, no one should have that much money. Well, this is not a moral construct. It's not a discussion of wealth inequality, although I can go there if you want me to. Um, it, it's not any of that. A millionaire is simply an accounting term. It's your net worth. Well, he's a net worth millionaire. That's the only kind of millionaire there is. It's a redundant statement, okay? Your net worth is your what you own minus what you owe, assets minus liabilities. When that equals a million dollars, Regardless of what the assets are, regardless of what the liabilities are, when assets minus liabilities, own versus O equals a million dollars, you're a millionaire. And it's not as much money as it used to be. It might not be enough to do some of the things you want to do, but it's more than most people have. There's about 17, millionaire, 17 million millionaires in North America. So they're out there. They're all around us. I meet them every day when I'm doing the show. Every single day when I take a break during this show at a commercial break, I walk outside and someone comes up to get their picture taken with me. I sign a book or two, and I always meet at least one millionaire every day. And they came by to say, hey, this is the place. This is where I learned all this stuff. This is how it's almost like a, a visit to uh, a, a shrine uh, that caused them to be able to do it. Now, obviously, we didn't do it. We didn't give them any money. We just said you could do it. We made you believe you could do it, and we showed you how and what the steps are and the tactical moves with money. But there's no magic pill here. And here's the truth. It can be done, and we're going to prove it by talking to real millionaires today. Blake is with us in Nashville. Blake, what's your net worth? My net worth is like five to $6 million. Good for you. Okay. Give me a little breakdown by category on that. Yeah. So um, I've got a couple million dollars in stocks slash mutual funds, a mm -hmm. uh, couple million dollars in uh, some uh, a real estate property, mm -hmm. uh, and an evaluation of uh, a couple of businesses is between you know, one to three million dollars. Okay. 
All right, in a business. So, and then I got about a hundred thousand cash gotcha. on hand. So, how old are you? I am thirty-two. Actually, be thirty-three tomorrow. Wow! So. Happy birthday! And how much Thank of this five million did you inherit? Uh, zero. The only thing I inherited is a uh, common sense and financial sense. So that's, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's the only thing I've inherited, but no, well, dude, 5 no million at 33 is pretty stinking impressive from zero. Yes, sir. Thank you. So what has <laughs> been your best year things. income and your worst year income since you've been working the last 13 years or so? Well, I own my own business. Uh, and, uh, of course, starting off it, that took, you know, no income you know, 13 years ago. Um, uh, but, my highest year would probably be last year and did right at uh, seven figures, right at a million. And then this year, we're looking at um, doing about 60 to 70K a month. Okay. And we're talking about profit here, taxable income. Yes, sir. Way to go, man. What kind of a business have you got? Uh, actually, it's a, a, a martial arts school. I, I do own some properties too, but uh, I grew up doing martial arts. And when I was 19, I opened a uh, opened a school and, uh, that's been the rest is history. So it's, it's been very fortunate to be able to take a passion and make a career, you know, not only change my life, but those around me as well. Very cool. You have a four-year degree. Yes. I, I have a, uh, degree in uh, business finance. Mm-hmm. And what was your GPA um, in 2012? Um, gosh, probably 3.6, okay. 3.7, something like that. Okay. So you would say, I think, if I'm listening to your story correctly, that the way you became a millionaire was you were very successful in business. Correct. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, always tried to learn from other people's experience and wisdom and try not to duplicate some of their mistakes and, and, uh, uh, yeah, just a lot of good decisions and planning things out. And, uh, I lived with my parents till I was about 26. So you had to pay everything off and make sure that, uh, you know, I was financially set. I spent some time doing martial arts myself, not nearly with the lifelong commitment you've made. How much of that slow and steady and just discipline and doing the same things over and over again, how much of that have you you used in the business world? Because it sounds like you've, like if I look back, you've moved really quickly to gain this much net worth, but at the same time, it sounds like you've just been pretty methodical and pretty wise about your next steps. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, martial arts, the self-discipline that comes with martial arts, you know, I started when I was eight years old, uh, and I think that uh, the discipline that I learned from that uh, kind of bled over into uh, my uh, being able to make good financial decisions. And, you know, I tell my students, before you can learn to do something, you have to learn to do nothing. And, uh, you know, just take your time and think and plan things out instead of making, you know, irrational decisions based on emotion. Wow. Okay, there's a 19-year-old version of you out there. What do you tell them the secret is? Um, I think it's a kind of a two-part, uh, two-part uh, secret uh, or answer, I guess. But um, I think the, the first thing is being able to find a mentor, uh, someone that you, that you look up to, whether it's you know, you're based on your financial uh, you know, goals financially or whether it's a relationship or faith, um, and then follow them, listen to them, and then part two, like we just touched on, is being able to have the self-discipline to follow through with it and do it, you know, consistently. Dude, you're a stud, man. You're a hero. Well done. That's absolutely amazing. Starting from nothing and uh, $5 million at 33 years old. Happy birthday. Hey, wow. Leave your contact information with Christian on the phone there because I've been looking for a school for my two kids, and you're exactly the kind of man that I want my kids learning from. So leave your, leave your school info. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, you're, you're, you just knocked my socks off, my man. Very cool. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. 
This is a Baby Steps Millionaire's Theme Hour on The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. It's a Baby Steps Millionaire's Theme Hour. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225 as we take questions from only millionaires. Actually, we don't want to take questions. We're actually going to give you the questions. We're going to interview you and find out how you got here. The misnomer is that millionaires can't happen in America today unless you're a movie star or a sports figure, or a music icon of some kind. And the truth is, among people that have a million-dollar net worth or greater, those three categories put together account to less than 1% of the millionaires. Hey, you, had, you wrote about a thing in Baby Steps Millionaires that it was a light bulb moment for me. I would love for you to talk about it a little bit. You have a section called Millionaires Are Not Billionaires. And I thought that was an instructive conversation to have. Well, yeah, it's it's. Um, I think sometimes when because the the whole thing on millionaire became a thing in the twenties because a millionaire then was a lot of money. That's a know, billionaire in the nineteen twenties, yeah. probably a billionaire. Yeah, and, and so it was like the game Monopoly was developed about that time, right? And so everything was around this idea of acquiring and building a net worth of a million dollars because that was rich. That was, became the definition of rich. And easy street you're gonna be on easy street and so then but what has happened is over the years then the people think it's not attainable to become a millionaire which is a really good place to be as a minimum starting point going into your retirement mm-hmm. it's not necessary that you're there to live but you you know that that sets you up for a pretty strong golden years it does not set you up for opulence Okay, and so, like, for instance, n- no millionaires, almost no millionaires own a jet. Almost no millionaires own a $400,000 Lamborghini or seven cars. Okay, almost no millionaires have uh, a house uh, at the beach, a house in the mountains, and a house that is a house. Most of them have one house. That's it. So it's a, it's a that's instructive for me because when I think – I could never have a no because that's not the goal. Well, it's not the first goal. You right. could get there, but a bi- see, a billion is a thousand million. Hmm. When you think about that, it's a thousand times more than a millionaire. Well, yeah, they've got a jet. Yeah, they've got seven cars, and yeah, they got four houses, but they got a thousand times more money. 
that's it's still a uh, it's still five percent of their net worth, right? Exactly, exactly. But I mean, it, it's a it, it's so. But what what I the reason I wanted to point that out is in the book and when we're talking about it is not that a billion is bad and a million is good. That's not the point, or, or that you. But but if you think of I'll never have enough money to have a jet, a house, three houses, and seven cars, then you're not thinking about a million dollars. You're thinking about a billion dollars. And so yeah, that is there are a lot fewer of those. Right. You know when I started this show, only three hundred of the four hundred Forbes four hundred wealthiest people were billionaires even. Now, 100% of them are billionaires, and it, it requires, prob, uh, you know, quite a several billion to even be on that list, you know. And so, but that's, you know, the, the number of billionaires there are in America, whoa, way less than millionaires. So it's okay to be a billionaire. If you want to call me and tell me how you got to be a billionaire, oh, by the way, you're not going to become a billionaire mathematically with your 401k. Right. And your paid for house. But you will become a millionaire with those two things. Uh, which is the first step, you know, the first one to 5 million to hit there. So, uh, you know, but, but you don't talk, uh, of the people on the force 400, the billionaires, uh, 67% of them are first generation. They did not inherit their money. Two out of three. That's, that's a bunch. I mean, so that says it can still be done, but, uh, like 90, uh, not a, I think all of them, I'll have to go back and look. I looked at it one time. It may be one or two that inherited money of the ones that made it the started from nothing all of them owned and ran big businesses his business yeah lightning struck yeah they they you know michael dell dell computers right bill gates microsoft right apple uh you know you go through and you look at the tech world you go through and look at um uh 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 you know, uh, Elon, Kathy family, Chick-fil-A. Okay. Elon Musk. Um, you know, those Elon and, uh, uh, Buffett are the two number, number one, number two and Bezos, you know, but Bezos started his, Elon started his from nothing. Yeah. They both came from nothing. And so, but that's, but, but don't confuse those two if, uh, it, because it can lead you to losing hope that it can be done because the millionaire is very attainable billionaire. You got to, you got to run a business. Probably not. You got to run right. a big business. It right. can be done, but you're not going to do that with your 401k. Not mathematically. Not you can't put enough in there to get there. It's that simple. Margaret is with us in Washington D.C. Margaret, your net worth? Five point six million. And Good I for feel you. Like I'm slow to, I feel like I'm slow to the dance based on that last caller because he's 32 and I'm 57. <laughs> We're all slow to the dance after that last caller. I'll just tell you. So you're 57. All right. Give me a little breakdown on that uh, five point six million. Sure. It, uh, our home, um, we beach home, a commercial office space, small commercial office space. Is um, worth what? Is about 3.1, uh, 3.2. Okay. And the remaining amount are 401ks, IRAs, annuity, uh, liquid assets, um, just a whole. Okay. So another 2.5 of that. Correct. Okay. All right. Very cool. And you'd be proud of me. I spoke to you last December and you told me you're, I was crazy that I kept a balance on my beach house mortgage because I had so much in cash. And today, after talking to Don, I went to the bank and I paid off the remaining beach ba- beach house balance. <laughs> All <laughs> right. You can't come on the air again without that thing I, paid off. <laughs> that's what Don told me. And you know, John, you made me go back in debt because I bought your book today. So. Oh. <laughs> well, if you're going to go back in debt, buy a hundred of them then. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. How much of this 5.6 did you inherit? Zero. All right. And your best year working income, your worst year working income? 
Combined, um, about 450 between myself and my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, worst case, probably when I got out of college, maybe making about 36. Okay. And what's your careers? Um, I'm in sales. I work for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's an attorney. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I've always been in business for myself. And I always say I have a great boss. Okay, cool. Well, obviously, he has a law degree. What's your degree? Um, it, uh, my undergrad was education Spanish. I was going to be a Spanish teacher mm-hmm. and then I got into the computer field and then at age 50, I got my master's in, and, in uh, business MBA. No, actually I, I have a love for nutrition and food studies and wanted to become a nutritionist, but then I found out there's no money in it. So I stuck with my business. All right. But love I it. still do nutrition on the side. Love it. Okay. And what was your GPA? Um, as a master's, it was 4.0, um, undergrad. I didn't really, that was terrible. Like 3.3. I should have. Oh, it's awful. I can't believe you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh man. I've got, I've got two hard questions for you. Um, the first one is how much of that did you steal? Uh, uh, Zero. (laughs) All right. All right. I thought y'all were all crooks. Yeah, no, no, none at all. All right. The second one is how many books do you read a month? You know, I'm ashamed because uh, I, I, I don't. I, I read probably two a year because by the time my kids, I mean, my, my son just graduated from college, my daughter's in college, and I'm exhausted. I still open the books and I fall asleep. Fall asleep. So, so last, you, I've, been, I've been there the last few months. Hey, so that makes, that makes me even more grateful that you read one to two books a year. and You bought his book. You bought mine. That makes my heart full. Thank and you. And I have your other book as well. And I do, I do, I am reading Intentional Living by John Maxwell. Um, and, uh, so um, I, I, I just don't read enough. I'm embarrassed to tell don't you Don't be that. embarrassed or ashamed. You should read anything John Maxwell writes. He's awesome. Yeah. We and love, doing, we love John. You're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he, really enjoying it. My book will for sure put you to sleep. So. Dave, I have to tell you really, really, can I tell you something really quick that I had told Donna and she said, you got to tell Dave this. Sure. I made a stupid mistake when I got out of college. I had a Mazda RX-7, beautiful California ocean blue, me and my husband at the time, my ex-husband. And we couldn't afford the tires. They were going to be over $1,000 to put new tires on. So I thought I was a really savvy business business person. I said, let's go to the Honda dealership and let's lease the car for $200 a month. And uh, we'll save ourselves $800. <laughs> That's Stupid. I mean, that was, that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. And then you still ended up with five point six million by fifty-seven. You overcome the thousand-dollar tire deal. Well done. <laughs> awesome. Way to go, Margaret. Good talking to you. This is a Baby Steps Millionaire's Theme Hour on the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. It's a Baby Steps Millionaire's Theme Hour. Anybody that has a net worth of a million dollars, you're welcome to call in. We want to know how much you got, how you did it, so that other people can learn from you, learn what we call in business best practices. How'd you do it? So we can do it. Zach is with us in Salt Lake City. Zach, what's your net worth? Hi, Dave and John. It's uh, $1.8 million, somewhere around there. Excellent. And give me a little breakdown by category. So a paid off house, it's around a million dollars. Um, IRA, SEP IRA, and, and a brokerage account invested in mutual funds around 450000 mm-hmm. I've got a CD with $200,000 in it, and then our you know high-yield savings with 150000 Way to go. How old are you? 37. All right. Very good. And how much of this did you inherit? Zero. Zero. All right. I love it. Very good. 
Cool, cool. And your income, your best year and your worst year. Best year was around six hundred and fifty thousand. Whoa! And uh, worst year was around fifty thousand. Okay, cool. What do you do for a living? Yeah, I uh, I run a sales team mm-hmm. for a solar company. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Cool. You four year degree? No degree. No, no degree. I, I went for three years and and uh, found out sales is my calling and and so I I never finished. But but six hundred fifty thousand dollars later, you figured it out, huh? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, man! Very, very Thanks. cool. All right, what do you yeah. tell the uh, younger version of you? Is it still possible today to become a millionaire starting from nothing, like you did? Absolutely. In fact, I think it's it's probably easier today than ever. To Why? Become a millionaire. There's a lot of good, a lot of good opportunities out there, and uh, uh, you know, I, I think I wish I'd have known years ago. I, I called in to the show last year. And um, I was actually a, a net worth millionaire last year before I started following your plan. And I called in and you, you gave me some encouragement to go ahead and pay off my house and, and everything. So I wish that I'd have started younger. Um, I always lived under my means, but I, I wish that I started following, you know, avoiding debt and, and investing younger. And one, one thing that I do want to say is, is uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, disagree, I guess, with paying off a mortgage early. They say, hey, you should keep that money, you know, keep the mortgage and invest the money or whatever. And I I get their argument, but the thing that I really like about what you teach is once you have that mortgage paid off, um, it's a lot easier to invest into retirement and other things. I'm investing a lot of money right now every month on, on autopilot. And I, if I would have had a mortgage or car payments, I wouldn't be doing those investments. And that's probably the best argument I've heard from from Ramsey on on that. Yeah, uh, you know my contention also is, and, and I ask you about this because it's interesting to me, um, is that when you're running a business, a small business like you are, um, uh, that you make different decisions when you have zero debt at home. Absolutely, I'm more confident in the decisions I make here at Ramsey because I don't have to worry about the home front. I agree. Yep. And therefore I think, I think I end up making more money here because of that. I think, I agree. I think I I agree. There's no desperation decisions. It's It's, a lot easier to make a sale when you don't have to make the sale. Yeah. Yeah. Because broke salespeople smell bad. They do. And you can also break up with those customers that are just driving you mad. Um, You could say, (laughs) you know, I'm going to move on because I don't, I don't, I don't need this. I don't have to have this so that my family can eat. And yep. hey, so while we got you, you got a lot of money in CDs and a savings account. Are you saving for something big? Yeah. Yeah, we actually have a, a family friend that uh, he's developing some land up here um, about a mile or two from my house. It should be ready in the next year. So that's why I, I've been piling ah. money up there so that when it comes available, I want to I wanna buy a lot with cash. Good nose, Deloney. Fantastic. Hey, and one more thing. So yep. um, you're a good case study for me. I'm always telling folks, listen, I get the, if you're one of those folks who bought a house at 2.9%, I get the math problem there. It's an excellent math problem in your favor, especially when you look historically. You had that. You had a house on the front end of this, and then you're a millionaire, and then you thought, I'm just going to pay this thing off. What kind of peace do you have in your house? Do you feel different? Tell me if I'm crazy, because I don't mind being wrong. In fact, I'm wrong a lot, but is it, does it feel different? It's my, it's yours. 
it feels a lot different. What, what Dave always says about, you know, walking barefoot in the grass, it just feels different. It, you don't really know that feeling until you go ahead and, and pay off the house. And so I, I'll never go into debt again. And, and a lot of my friends kind of laugh at that and they think, Oh, you'll, you know, when you build a house, you will. And I said, no, I'll, I'll uh, I'm going to save up and, and, and maybe go a little bit slower, but it, it's silly to me to think that I had a mortgage and, and, and car payments before. Now that you're out of it, I don't want ever want to go back. And, and the feeling is really, really good. Yeah. Way it's to amazing. go, Zach. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, you're a stud, man. You're a hero. Way to go. Very proud of you. Good work. Ann is with us in Columbus, Ohio. Ann, your net worth? Just at $2.5 million. Love it. Okay. And uh, how old are you? I'm 46. My husband is 52. All right. Very cool. Give me a little breakdown by category on the $2.5 million. It's $1.7 in retirement. 600 in our paid off home, $100,000 in cash, and another 100 in other miscellaneous investments. Very good. 529s and A perfect that mix. Sort of thing. Well done. Yeah. How much of this did you inherit? Well, a few years ago, many years ago, I got $4,000 when my grandmother passed away. Okay. So it's safe to say you are not a millionaire because of an inheritance. No, but I do have good parents. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. Hey, I just I want you to know if you watch this They're on YouTube, alive. I just laughed, but not at your grandmother's passing. You set this up, and I thought you were going to say I got a million dollars, but you said I got four thousand bucks. Yeah. So, what's your best yes. year working income since you've been working, and your worst year? Well, our worst year was back during the beginning of the stay-at-home mom years, and it was about. 70,000 mm-hmm. and our best year will probably be this year where it should be around 440,000. Wow. But um it's only been like that the last so many years since we're empty nesters. Yeah. So most of those years were you know under 100,000, 100 to 150. We went back and looked and um where we are today especially from the retirement front is based on what we did during those years where we didn't make a lot of money, it's much less based on what we do today. Helps okay. what we're doing today. I hear you. Yeah. So what what do you what do you do for a living and what's your husband do? What's your careers? Um, we're both mechanical engineers by degree. I work in marketing and he works in project management. Okay. And I assume you have engineering degrees, both of you. Yes. Okay. And your um, GPA? Uh, well, so remember the engineer, it was a three point for me because that's what I needed to keep my scholarship or my parents were making me pay for school. And it was 2.7 for my husband's undergrad. And he actually got accepted into a master's program conditionally because they were concerned about his um, 2.7 GPA, but he worked full time all the way through college. Yeah. Wow. You guys are incredible. What's your advice to the younger version of you listening? Uh, One really important thing is be very intentional about who you marry, somebody with shared values, shared goals, somebody who's hardworking. Take FPU early. Um, Taking Financial Peace University, we didn't take it till 2013, and it was rocket fuel. We had a lot of the, the basics in place, but... 
that's really what brought everything together. Wow. Thanks for the ad. That was awesome. (laughs) Just amazing. Very well done. Thank you, Ann. We appreciate you. You're amazing. I'm so proud of you guys. Way to go, Hero. This is a Baby Steps Millionaire's Theme Hour on The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Philippians 4.12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. David Lee Roth said, money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a big yacht. (laughs) (laughs) A yacht big enough to pull up alongside it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well done. Uh, Wayne is in Chattanooga. Wayne, your net worth. Hey, uh, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Um, $3.4 million. Good for you. All give, right. How old are give you? Or, give or take. Give or take a month. You know how okay. it works. How uh, old are you? I'm 62. 62. All right. 62. And give me, a little break, give me a little breakdown on the $3.4 million. All right. So... I will say, let's say nine years ago, I had about a million dollars, Dave. Um, and since that time, uh, and, and that million dollars was in a, a tri- mostly in a traditional 401k. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, you know, taxable. Um, and since that time, I've made a few uh, real estate investments um, and have basically in that nine years changed that million to over $3 million. Good for uh, you. Through multiple, some of it being um, residential. And then, uh, you know, um, one of those investments was uh, a commercial investment. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it's ended up. Um, I'm I'm debt-free. the home's worth approximately four hundred and twenty-five thousand, um, and that's kind of where I'm at. Good for you. Well done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. And what was your? How much of this did you inherit? Well, <laughs> that's a funny story. Uh, my father passed away when I was very young. Uh, I inherited uh, seven thousand dollars, mm-hmm. um, and as and I was a teenager, uh, at that point I. I bought a car or a truck for 3,500 bucks. So (laughs) left me with $3,500. And so I decided my grandfather was a, uh, he invested and I didn't know anything about it. But what I did know is I knew that it, it, it really, my grandfather was, he ended up very wealthy. So, um, I wanted to kind of follow that path. So I went to the bank and the banker said to me, he says, uh, yeah, you know, I had $3,500. said, just put it in your savings account. I said, well, I'm not really, I don't really want to do that. And, uh, so ultimately I put in 30 or put in $500 into a savings account. And then I had $3,000 left and, and through the help of my grandfather and I was 17 years old at the time, um, helped me invest that into a uh, mutual fund, um, which was a Fidelity Magellan fund. I'm sure you're familiar oh, with that. Yeah. What's it worth yeah. today? Uh, hundreds of thousands Not of bad. dollars. I never, I never touched it. Uh, that's incredible. And it, um, 
and, and I think for the younger the younger generation to understand what investing is about, I had to go to a facility. We had to go somewhere, make an appointment in order for me to invest that three three thousand uh, dollars. And it and there was a fee attached to it. It was it was a process. I mean, today I could do that in sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I believe today building wealth is so much easier than it was when you and I were growing up. You're right. Um, you're right. And and so it, is destroying it. Both are easier. It's it, so is destroying it. It it absolutely is. Um, but I think I, th- I think it's 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 so much easier today. If I if I were myself back then, uh, planning today, it'd be so much easier. I'd be worth tens of millions of dollars more. No. I mean, there's no question. There's no. no question about it. If I knew then uh, what I know now, wow, absolutely. Way to go, Wayne. Proud of you, man. Excellent job, Dave. I, I, I'm I'm just struck. Now, this is a small sample size. Everyone we've talked to today has been generating wealth significantly. Several of our callers said they've had their best years this year or last year, recently. Mm-hmm. And every shred of news I get from every angle of my life is how the economy's falling apart. There's no way to get ahead. Everybody, everything's awful. It's all coming down. And all the calls we took today, people are saying, well, it's it's the time. And Apparently someone uh, decided not to participate in the recession. High interest rates and high, we can't do it with, they're just, they just are. One guy's a salesman, somebody else is a salesman, somebody else is a, it's. it's two salespeople, uh, an attorney, a martial arts uh, owner, two mechanical engineers. Um, best year ever, best year ever, best yeah. year ever. Yeah. Yeah, this year, this year, this despite year. Despite the year. inflation, despite nobody five, spending five any point, money. Five million, five point six million, one point eight million, two point five million, three point four million. No one inherited anything appreciably. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was substan- nothing substantial that made them a millionaire. And so the idea that all millionaires are inherited money, seventy nine percent of millionaires in our study inherited zero. Another five percent inherited a small amount, like these four thousand four thousand, seven thousand dollars, but not enough to make you a millionaire. And another five percent inherited substantial money after they were already millionaires. So five and five and seventy nine is eighty nine. So that will help tell you that nine out of ten of America's millionaires are first generation rich, did it without an inheritance. So when these left wing nut jobs tell you that it's all over and the only thing that's gonna work for you is Karl Marx, because their college professor who's a communist told them that, uh, and then they tell you that it's impossible to get ahead in America. I'm telling you, the actual data says nine out of ten millionaires are first-generation rich. Hmm. I'd say it's such it's so counter counterintuitive. It's so counter narrative. Both, both counter narrative. It's ba- not counterintuitive. Not counterintuitive. Counter narrative. At, at the macro level, at the you just can't get ahead anymore, and then at the micro level, it's all coming down. It's all coming down. It's all coming down. It's just not. Yeah. It might be, but it doesn't look. I mean, everybody's having the best year of their life, man. It's $100, $100 a month invested from age 25 to age 65 at 12% in a good mutual fund, and the stock market has averaged 11.6 for 80 years. Okay. But so, you know, it, it, $100 a month invested from age 25 to age 65 is $1,176,000. $100. That's with no match. That that's with you know no magic and TikTok mirrors to buy nothing down real estate that you can't afford. 
or shirts, t-shirts on four on on four payments. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there's no payments involved in that. Uh, but people can't find $100, you know? And uh, and the reason is they got a $750 truck payment. And the reason is they got a student loan that during the last three years when there's been no interest, they paid nothing on it. And come Sunday, bloody Sunday, here we go, man. Man. Uh, I mean, it's uh, this coming Sunday is the when the student loans start back, October 1, baby. It's here. Life is real. So we're going to send a team to uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah. And do some man-on-the-street stuff Monday because that's uh, when the student loans have started back. Mm. The government might also shut down by then. Because the children in the sandbox throwing crayons at each other. <laughs> Good gosh. Billy kicked sand in my eyes. He's a Republican. <laughs> I don't like Dan. He's a Democrat. Eh, it's my, it's my, it's my sandcastle. I, I want to put $2 billion in for... Uh, rat research in, into the budget. And we if you don't, keep voting for these. And if you don't do that, then we're going to shut down the government. You know, so you just, know what? It would be kind of cool if they solve some we of these problems these with, morons with dodgeball. You voted them in. I voted them in. It's our freaking fault. We we do this to ourselves. Man. I don't know one person that's like, man, bang up job. Bang up job. Yeah. E- anybody's doing. Yeah, and I think you guys are just amazing. The efficiency by which you govern. In did Washington, you see that thing DC, that uh, Warren Buffett it's said? It's like amazing. But he said, oh, I could solve the, the deficit tomorrow. Yep. You're all fired. Yeah. Well, or you don't. You get zero pay until you get the budget balanced. Oh, by the way, I saw that. Um, all the uh, federal employees will lose their paychecks when they shut the government down, but not the uh, Congress. Congress. Not the Congress. Nope. Nope. Uh, we vote ourselves an exemption because we're incompetent. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.